Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, your podcast platform proudly brings to you Mid-Peasants, the best podcast in the world, with your hosts, the Fluff Brendan and the Star Catherine, the Mid-Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Mid-Podcast and on YouTube at the Mid-Podcast 6436. Make sure you add those numbers. And if you want to support the show, you can do so by becoming a Patreon member. Go to patreon.com forward slash the mid podcast and select a tier that fits you where you have access to our random shit episodes. You can also cash app the show, dollar sign the mid podcast, or you can go to the midpodcast.com and get you some mid podcast merchandise. We've added some new items like our Nana story. And what the hell, mom, items. So go check that out. Every little amount helps us continue the show and allows us to go to cool events like WrestleCade. Now, it's time to entertain our mid-peasants with some... Hello, people. Hello, people. So, what are we talking about today? The second best pay-per-view ever. The first best pay-per-view ever. This is easily the best pay-per-view of all time. Mm, I still think Forbidden Door is better, but... Mm, No. Can you start like a song? Everybody's got one. Do they not? All In was the greatest pay-per-view of all time. There was no bad match. Yeah. It lived up to the hype. I have on my Better Than You Baby shirt today. I got Will Ospreay as my background. Mm, Papa Will. He but can we'll come pop in. his will on me. What a being we'll good about that. A little bit. Oh, I'd like to get into that for sure. <sighs> oh, you meant the match. Damn. But anyways, all in. A thousand out of ten. That's why I would rate it. From bell to bell. That scale doesn't even work. If you're doing a 10 scale it, and you give it nope, a thousand. No, it fucking works because I say so. It works because I say so. I will say this is the first pay-per-view I've ever watched on Bleacher Report. And I didn't have an issue with it. No. Neither did I. I don't know why all these people are bitching about Bleacher Report. Uh, I don't know. I guess they're just not as cool. But, um, no, I never had a problem with Bleacher Report. Plus, I, I didn't know Douglas Plus, I didn't I, um, know Douglas bought it, so I watched it on TV. Now I went back and watched it on Bleacher Report. 
Well, if I knew he would have bought it, I would have bought it on regular TV and recorded it. Well, I didn't know that either. I already had bought it, so. Uh, I was going to say something, just lost my whole train of thought. I'm currently texting my sister. Why? Uh, just talking about stuff. Talking about anime. I'm looking at Max. I'm looking at Maxwell laying on top of the new cat thing at the very top. Hello, Maxi Max. Did you get that picture I sent you of him today? Yes, it is saved to my telephone. Anyways. Time to get all in. Oh uh, yeah, I hooked it to the TV. That's what I was talking about. But I just got to figure out how to get the the sound to come through the TV and not the computer. I don't think on your MacBook you can't. I'm sure there's a way. Because I remember when we tried to watch Ring of Honor doing that and I couldn't figure it out either. On my laptop I can yeah, I think there's a way. I just I don't feel good. So I've got a sinus headache. I got a toothache. I just didn't feel like dealing with it. But I'll figure it out. But yeah, I like the pacing of uh all in. Yeah, it was very good. The placements of the matches kind of fit. Except for the opening match almost got booked uh, later. Because of some bullshit that we'll discuss later on another podcast. Uh-huh. Which gives new meaning to why Joe threw that motherfucker into the announce table. <laughs> And why Joe flipped him off. Ah, but yeah, that match almost didn't happen. But, uh, we'll talk about that later on a special episode. Which, yeah. Two episodes on the same topic. We're trying to hook up some guests. Two episodes on the same topic in one year. What the hell? So, I liked having Kip Sabian on the pre-show. Yeah, Kip was cool. I liked when RJ found those two guys and was like, I traveled halfway across the world just to find two dudes from Arizona. Mm -hmm. But, so... You want to go ahead and get into the zero hour? Sure. So we get Ozzy Open versus Cole and MJF, which I didn't think this match was going to happen at all. I figured something was going to happen to take Cole and MJF out of this match. Yeah. Um. We see Ozzy Open attacks them early. 
Aussie with a back collider on Cole and MJF. Davis hits a headlock on MJF. MJF goes for the tag, but Fletcher pulls Cole down off the apron. MJF got his kangaroo kick in. And 80,000 people popped for it. Yeah. And he collapses because MJF took the beating in this match. He did all the work. Which I was really surprised at. Adam Cole was playing um, good smart. MJF, mm-hmm, MJF with a drop toe hold sends Davis right into Fletcher's dick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he got that massaged afterwards. Scott Don't Blue, know. I'm looking at you. No. Finally. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say. Finally, Adam Cole comes in. We get a kick to Davis. He does one to Fletcher. Cole hits the backstabber to Fletcher, gets a two count. Cole and MJF go for the double clothesline. Davis pulls Fletcher out. Aussie with the Aussie arrow on Cole gets a two count. MJF with a kangaroo kick on Aussie open. And Adam Cole gets the pin on Fletcher, and we have new Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. I was not expecting them to win the match. Mm, I wasn't either, unless they've got something else planned for Aussie Open, like Rio's title with Osprey or AEW Tag Team Belts from FTR. I like the second option. I wouldn't be mad at the first one. I could see them doing the first one in six months when Will signs with all elite wrestling. Hopefully. Unless New Japan throws him money, I think he's coming to AEW. Back the brakes truck up to him, TK. As... Um, interesting fact. Adam Cole is the eighth Ring of Honor Triple Crown champion, and he is nice. the sixth person to do it via way of holding the World Ring of Honor Championship, the Ring of Honor TV Championship, and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. Hmm. But. Baby. Adam Cole, baby. But yeah. Then on to our. Anything you want to say? Thought the match was good. I enjoyed it. And shocked with the outcome. You say that about every match, just about. Mm. Next, we have Hook versus Jack Perry for the FTW title. Oh, boy. (laughs) FTW title has been defended outside the United States. Perry comes to the ring riding in a limo. Hook jumps out of the ring, walks up to the limo, and here we go. And this match is uh, fall under FTW rules, which pretty much meant anything goes. Chaos and everything goes. We see Hook taking it to Perry, both on top of the limo fighting. Perry suplexes Hook on the roof of the car. Then Perry's mocking RVD. He gets a two count on Hook. Um, 
I put on a side note. Horse face is the ref. Anything goes, so she'll be good for this match because bitch can't see nothing. Hook with a suplex to Perry on the windshield. Um, Perry taps on the windshield before he goes through it and says, real glass, cry me a river. We will discuss that on another podcast. Uh, Perry with a DDT on the floor to Hook. Perry puts a trash can on Hook. Hook moves. Hook hits Perry with the trash can, and then Hook locks in the red rum, and Perry taps out, and Hook is your new FTW championship. Champion. That, uh, this is real fast cry, uh, cry me a river remark. That won't come back to bite anybody in the ass. Hmm. I guess we'll wait mm-hmm. and see. Mm-hmm. And those but, are your matches for the zero hour. Um, I really didn't pay much attention to this match. I'm just happy you hook one. So, yeah. Hook one. Good thing. And next, we're moving on to our main show. And we're starting off the show with Samoa Joe versus CM Punk for the Real World Championship. Um, before we actually get into the match, um, thought it was a good match. Thought it was an excellent start to the show, and it was pretty much a twenty-minute slugfest. Also, there was a guy in the front that had a sign that says "Best in the World at Being a Bitch." Yes, I've seen that. I was going to write that down. Oh, that's my first note under the under the title of the match. <laughs> hmm. Why did you steal my brain? I don't know. So... Oh, somebody also had a sign that says Punks before punk. Mm-hmm. We get a lock up in the middle of the ring. Um, I enjoy Joe rocking the Steeler colors on his trunks. Uh, punk with a headlock on Joe. Joe powers punk down. Joe with jabs to punk, then chops to punk, followed by a headbutt. Punk with a hurricane rotted to Joe, which was no easy task. Joe getting the crowd fired up. And the crowd began doing the ole ole. This is not a soccer match. Featuring a soccer match is, can we talk about the Fulham game yesterday? Sure. Ha ha, fuck taught him. Huh? Ha ha, fuck taught Uh, where was I? Oh, Joe slings Punk into the bottom of the announce table. Punk gets busted open. Punk is imitating Hogan, does a leg drop, gets a two count. Joe with an arm bar. Joe with an STF on Punk. Punk with a win after a Pepsi clutch. Uh, this match was a fun way to kick off the show. And both of them showed out. So, good for them. 
And yeah, that is that. No, no drama happened or anything. Next, we're <laughs> moving on to a six-man tag match featuring one Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. One, oh God, Hangman Adam Page. One. What's this dude's name? Kotogi Bushi. Bushi. I know his last name. I didn't know how to pronounce his first name. And they are going up against the team. And I do like this. This is Trio's team. Of one, Switchblade Jay White. One, Rockhard Juice Robinson. And one, the phenomenon, Takeshita. I don't have a third hand to put up Guns a third up. gun. Guns <laughs> up. Guns up. Um, excellent match. Um, I want to talk about people bitching about Kenny Omega. And what I mean by that. Everybody before All In. Omega needs to be in a singles match. Omega needs to be in a singles match. Oh, we need to see Omega and Osprey again. You're not going to see Omega Osprey 3 until New Japan. Mm-hmm. Omega didn't need to do a singles match at All In. Mm-hmm. Omega is still a star, whether he's in a singles match, a tag match, or a trios match. So all you fuckers that were bitching, well, this is going to suck because Omega isn't wrestling one-on-one with somebody. Who the fuck was there for him to wrestle that is technically on his level? Besides Will Ospreay, and we just fucking got that match. I don't want to see it again yet. No, run it back at Wrestle Kingdom 18. Well, I think we're going to get Osprey Sonata at Wrestle Kingdom 18. Mm. Who won the G1? If Sonata still has the title. Mm. No, it'll be Sonata and Naito at Wrestle Kingdom since he won the G1. So could be a trip, uh, three-way. Mm, no, they're not like the WWE. But that's my rant on Omega. My other side note before we get into the match, I think um, Takeshita would be a good addition to Bullet Club Gold. Maybe. Nah, I think he's fine where he's at right now with Don Callis. Of course, Bullet Club Gold comes out with the guns at ringside. We have all the men in the ring. We get Hangman and Juice starting off. Hangman and Omega double team Juice. Then we see Ibushi in... Juice tags in Jay. Evidently, there's some history between Ibushi and Jay White. Yes. They lock up White with a shoulder tackle. Ibushi comes right back up. Um, 
Ibushi keeps asking for more. Ibushi puts Jay on his ass. Then we get Takeshita and Omega. Omega with a flip sends Takeshita out of the ring. Omega flies and takes out White and Takeshita. Omega lands. Looks like he lands on his wrist. And Jay begins to attack him. Um... Nigel McGinnis on commentary with Don Callis on commentary he kept referring to him as Uncle Don. I thought that was priceless. <laughs> then we have Ibushi and Takeshita teeing off. I wouldn't mind seeing them have a one-on-one. We have Chaos in the ring. I, at this point, I didn't know who the fuck the legal men were. Then we have Omega with elbows to Takeshita. Takeshita with a flying fist to Omega. Omega fighting back against Juice. Omega with a suplex to Juice. Juice prevents tag for Omega. Omega going for a tag. Guns take out Hangman and Ibushi. Hangman finally gets the tag. Jay White stumbling. Hangman to the top rope. Lands a two count on Jay White. We get a blonde tag by Ibushi. He comes in with some kicks. Ibushi slips on the rope, still lands the move. White getting triple team. Ibushi gets a two count on White. White tags in Takeshita. Omega gets the tag from Ibushi. Juice takes a snapdragon from Omega. We hit a blue thunderbomb by Takeshita on Omega for a two count. Then Omega is going for the buckshot and the guns distract him. We get a jump, uh, jumping knee by Takeshita on Ibushi. That was freaking awesome. Omega going for the V trigger and Jay White stops. Takeshita rolls up Omega for the win. Didn't see that coming. No. And I wasn't sure if this was uh, what's it called? The plan finish. Because it looked... How do I put this? It looked weird. I don't know if it was the camera they used or whatnot. But it didn't look like it was the planned finish. To me, at least. The match was just, like, over. But, um... Coda looks better than what he did at Blood and Guts. I agree with that 100%. So, he is still getting back to the hang of things. He's getting the ring rust off of him. Yes. But also, he's like 40-something years old. So, he will be slowing down some. He looked like he put on a little bit more muscle than from when he showed up at Blood and Guts. He had a little pudge at Blood and Guts. Xavier would suffer a cervical strain after getting hit with a chair thrown by Drew McIntyre. He is considered week to week and will miss the upcoming Monday Night Raw. He got whiplash. In basic terms, he got whiplashed. Huh. I mean, it would help if they had a a way. They do have a performance center. A performance center, they do. Did you... Did you see what happened in NXT last night? You think I watched NXT? No, but I think I tagged you on it. Uh, no, I haven't got enough. I'll send it to you. Okay, I'll send it to you later. 
I'll send it to you later. Um, I could see the outcome of this setting, and I called this earlier with people bitching about Omega not being um in a singles match. Um, that they were going to give him a singles match at All Out, and it was going to be him and Takeshita, which we got. Mm-hmm. Which that'll be a good match. Which that match is gonna fucking slap. That's probably gonna be the highlight of that pay per view. Yeah, it'll be a good match. Love Don Callis. Oh, Don, yeah, Don Callis. I- I hear the fans, and I could care less. They are just things to me, like a bottle cap or an insect. Go ahead. Um, what was the one wrestler that they showed a lot that was in the crowd? Uh, one Mercedes Monet. So that's interesting. Oh, she's definitely. Oh, I've got insight on that. She's definitely pulling up once she gets healed. My source is saying that things were in the works before she got hurt. Graphic? Hmm? Depends on how long she will, if she wants to do a year deal or something. Um, or do what, like, Riho or Shida does. Like, they're in Japan, and then they come back for a, like, four to five months or something like that and then you back to Japan. Mm-hmm. But yeah. What's next? I don't know. Try to find the page. Oh. Next we have FTR versus the Young Bucks for the AEW tag team titles. Um, thought it was a great match. Definitely not match of the year. Mm, tag team match of the year. Mm, I don't know about that. It was. It was. Mm, that's your opinion. In my opinion, it's correct. And your opinion is usually wrong, but it's okay. Um, I did like the spot where Dax and Matt were doing a series of suplexes. That was awesome. This whole match was awesome. So, if you notice when um the Young Bucks come out, they had on the thing, a super kick knocks you out. Why do I see that on a t-shirt? Uh, because it should be on a t-shirt. I can't find it now. So, we get the books rocking Freddie Mercury gear. 
kind of paying homage to Freddie Mercury when the Queen did a concert in um, Wembley. Wembley. But also, I noticed that the Bucks pants, even though they were like Freddie Mercury, they also had, unfortunately, man, you colors going down the side. Hell yeah. Um, kind of nasty. Kind of cool. Man City. Fuck it Man City. Man City. It would be different. So we get Dax and Nick walking up. FTR with some lariats. We get chaos in the ring as all four men are in the ring. Nick does a kick to Dax. Dax with a corkscrew on FTR. Cash and Nick are in the ring. Matt with a blonde tag. Hits a super kick on Cash. Cash trying for a tag, being stopped by Matt. Cash drops Matt, needs to make a tag. Cash going for a tag. Matt with a super kick to Dax. The crowd was 50-50, chanting for both teams. Cash with a nice uppercut on Nick. Then Matt with Northern Lights on Dax. Dax with some Germans on Matt. Dax inside, inside cradle on Matt for a two count. FTR going for the shatter machine. Get a two count. And Excalibur during this match after they hit the shatter machine says that FTR retains. Uh, that was a little premature. Uh, the Young Bucks go for the BTE trigger. They get a two count on cash. Young Bucks with a shatter machine on Dax. Then the BTE trigger for a two count. And Nick gets hit with this uh, Shatter Machine and FTR gets the win. What's a fun match? I would say it was the second best match of the night. It's alright. But, um, also the Wembley crowd chanted, Cash has got a gun. I heard that. So, very interesting. TK, I'm going to need you to announce some more stuff for Dynamite tonight, buddy. Um, there's a reason he's not done that. Why? Because he has told um, any of the talent that wanted to attend the Bray Wyatt funeral or memorial that they could. And so I guess he's waiting to see on who's going to be there and who's not tonight. I think that's why he hasn't announced anything. So next we get Stadium Stampede, which was more like anarchy in the arena. Eh, but it was in a stadium, so therefore it's technically a Stadium Stampede match. And it's the Blackpool Combat Club and Ortiz and Santana versus the best friends, Kingston and Penta. Um, 
the BCC looked like mob bosses coming out. Like, Man, they were like KGB. They need to put those jackets on the shop. Would you buy one? Mm-hmm. Kingston and Claudio go right at go right at each other. Ortiz and Santana are with Trent and Chucky in the ring. Yuta sends Orange Cassidy into the barricade. Um, look like Ortiz hurt his arm. I hope he didn't. Mox says something to Trent, crowd chanting, you sick fuck. <laughs> Claudio and Kingston going back in the tunnel. We have Yuta and Taylor going back there too. Mox already bleeding. He has some scores that are stuck in his head. Um, Thanks to Penta ramming them into his head. Look like it kind of hurts. He looked like a unicorn. Yes, he did. Um, Penta got a one count. Penta don't realize Santana is behind him. We get Orange Cassidy and Mox in the ring now. Mox with a fork to the back of OC's head. I put, yes, tear OC apart. Brain Buster on chair. Yuta suplex Taylor on barricade. Yuta and Claudio are in the royal box. And <laughs> Nigel comments on commentary, I'm going to see Mary Poppins in a, in a second, referring to all the umbrellas that were being used as weapons. <laughs> Then we have Mox and Trent on the stairs with a brain buster. Crowd hollering, we want the table. So Ortiz begins to set up the tables. Um, Penta comes out again in red gear as Penta Asura. He does a sunset flip from a ladder on Santana, which the ladder almost broke previously from the weights. Mm-hmm. Um, best friends beating down Yuta, which was total fucking bullshit. Yuta with a screwdriver, Taylor with a DDT on Yuta, bullshit. Claudio with a swing on Orange Cassidy, Ortiz, and Beretta go through the table. Orange with three orange punches on Claudio, fucking bullshit. OC tape does puts duct tape on his hands, and he duct tapes it where the sticky part is on the outside. Then he puts his hands in glass. OC with a DDT on Mox onto the glass. Then Kingston comes back with a barbed wire chair. Kingston taking it into Mox and Claudio. OC gets the pin on Claudio by an orange punch. Fucking bullshit. Mm. You might think that. But uh, the match was fine. I enjoyed it. This was the third best match of the night. But it is boot Chaos is fun. Chaos is the best thing in wrestling. I will say Penta does have the best sling blade. Yeah. His sling blade is freaking amazing. His sling blade is pretty fucking cool. Um, next we have the women's match which is for the AEW's women's title 
featuring Sheeta, who is your champion, versus Soraya versus Britt versus Tony Storm. Mm. This match was pretty good, I would say, even though it was short. It was a pretty entertaining match. It moved really quick, too. I just wish it got more time. So let's get into the match. Uh, um, I'm so sick of all these fake feminist social justice warriors hollering about fucking women's wrestling. But that's for a whole nother podcast. I spent a whole nother podcast bitching about that. Um, also, what was uh, cool? People who are crying about Soraya using Queen uh, cry about it. She's from that country. Like Queen. So, fuck you. Um, Soraya coming out to Queens We Will Rock You with her family was fucking awesome. Kiss my ass, motherfuckers. I'm a Queen fan. And you know TK dropped some pretty coin to get the uh, rights to play Queen music. Because Queen's library is not cheap. Oh, and that's not the only band he spent money for. Oh no, we'll get to that later. Storm coming out with her new old school Hollywood theme was pretty fucking cool. Uh, Britt Baker looked like the Red Queen from Alice in Wonderland with her gear. So we started the match. Storm tees off on Britt, Soraya, and, Sh- and Sheeta. Storm and Soraya team up on Sheeta. Britt with a two count on Soraya. Storm with a hip attack to Baker. Storm and Soraya. Why is this motherfucker walking in my yard? Who? I don't know. Um, Keep talking and let me go look at something. Uh, but Swimmer Smash was pretty good. Even though I only got eight minutes. And it was cool to see Soraya win in front of 80,000 people at Wembley Stadium. And Britt hit a cool curb stomp on Tony Storm. When uh, Tony Storm was caught in the whatever Soraya's finisher or submission move is. Okay, I'm back. Well, I just went through the match that I remembered of. Okay, where was I at? Oh. We get Storm with a hip attack to Baker. Storm and Soraya both try to pin Baker, then they begin to argue. Sheeta suplexes Soraya onto Storm. Soraya suplexes Sheeta, whose spine hits the ring apron. Soraya's mom is holding Brit as Storm hits Soraya's mom by mistake. Soraya gets pissed. Then she throws some rights to Storm. They go back and forth. Solo tries to stop them. And Storm hits Solo. I mean Soho. Sorry. Soraya with a sharpshooter on Storm. Sheeta gets a two count on Soraya. Soraya with the spray to Storm. And Soraya pins Tony Storm and is your new women's champion. 
Oh no. Seeds have oh my god, you scared me. Um seeds have been planted that uh looks like the outcast might be breaking up. It's interesting. Oh <gasps> Hey Max. Hey buddy. Hey, hey Bobby. Say hey Bobby. Say hey Bobby. Hey Max Max. Hey, hey Bobby. Um, some people say that this was an audible that Soraya wasn't scheduled to win. I think I think she was gonna win. I think the plan was for Soraya to win. I do too. I mean the match was okay for what it was. I mean, none of these women really impressed me in the ring. That's fair. But yet, y'all want more fucking women's matches? Okay, Tom, I'm gonna do my rant. If you motherfuckers want more goddamn women's matches on wrestling, then tell them motherfuckers to get in the ring and fucking practice and not look like pieces of shit when they get in the ring. Because half the time, they botch half of the shit they try to do, and it looks bad. Also, if you we want more women in matches, then don't get up and go to the fucking bathroom or go get your concessions or whatever. Sit your ass in that seat and cheer on the women. And the same thing for you when you're in your house. Don't turn the fucking TV when the women's match comes on and don't get up and go kiss when the women's match is on. Okay, I'm done. Uh, yeah. But, you know, I stay and watch the women's matches because I actually do enjoy them. I think some of them are pretty fucking good. If they're good matches. Okay. So, the match between Jamie Hayter and, was it Rio in Norfolk? Yeah. When we went to Norfolk, that was a good match. It was a good match. And also, uh, what else was there? I forgot. But that but, was yeah. the only women's match that I can remember that I've really been interested in. Hater versus Sheeta? When I was, like, at a live event. Oh. Well, I mean, when we went to Raw, the women's match was only, like, a minute. If that. Hey, are you going to Charlotte on Monday? Let's talk about the fact that technically women in sports do not make fucking money for your company. Henceforth, why the fucking U.S. women's soccer team bitches that they want more money, but yet they don't put asses in seats to justify them making more money. But y'all don't want to talk about that. Y'all don't want to have a legit conversation about that shit. Well, okay. This fucking women empowerment bullshit. We're not talking about politics, so let's move on. It's not. We're talking about in sports, in wrestling. Just move on. Our next match is our coffin match featuring one Darby Allen, who your Annalita really loves, and Sting. Who for 60 years old, that man is crazy as hell. 
to be doing some of the shit he's doing versus Swerve Strickland and everybody's favorite father of the year, Christian Cage. Christian Cage is a good father. Sting is awesome. Did he do Jack the Ripper Sting in the promo leading up for them coming out? He did Joker Sting. <laughs> um, Darby and Sting come out to seek and destroy by one Metallica, whose catalog is not cheap either. No, not at all. Thought it was a good match. Thought it could go either way. Wasn't really sure on who was going to win. Mm-hmm. We have Cage and Sting in the middle of the ring. Swerve comes up from behind. Uh, poor Prince Nana got a Sting splash. Well, that's true. You don't want to say anything about Poor Prince Nana getting taken out by a Sting splash? Prince Nana did Darby nothing and wrong. Sting with... I know. Darby and Sting have matching thumbtack jackets. I want a thumbtack jacket. Christian tapes Darby's hands behind his back. Sting sends Swerve through the table. Even with his hands uh, tied behind or taped behind his back, Darby still put an ass whooping on Christian. Yeah. Christian gets put in the coffin, but we can't get it shut. Luchasaurus saves Christian. Then Nick Wayne comes down with a skateboard, hits Luchasaurus in the back. Luchasaurus drops Wayne with a choke slam onto the skateboard, then picks him up and carries him to the back. Sting bounces, swerve, and Christian's head off of the coffin. <laughs> Nigel on commentary said, I would go for some chloroform if I was out there. Well, it would make it easier. It would definitely make it easier, but Nigel's out here telling you to chloroform somebody. This is why Nigel McGinnis is like one of the best commentators. Hey, they were on pay-per-view. They could say whatever they wanted. Darby goes for the coffin drop on Swerve, who was laying on top of the coffin. On top of the coffin. Swerve moves. The coffin don't give. Darby literally bounces off the coffin. Mm-hmm. Sting gets put in the coffin. Uh, Sting with the bat as Swerve tries to close it. And Sting uses the bat to stop the coffin from being closed. Swerve gets on top of the rope. Mrs. Sting, who was laying on the coffin. We get a death drop on the coffin to Swerve by Sting. Swerve refusing to let the coffin shut by sticking his hands out. Then we get Darby with a coffin drop. Gets the win as Swerve is shut in the coffin. Technically the coffin never shut. Swerve's hair was sticking out. So therefore the match continues. The match isn't over yet. No we do not. I love heel Swerve. Swerve is like one of the best heels in AEW. Him and Christian Cage are the best two heels in AEW. Yes. 
And Max is the best baby face. Max is the best tweener. Sure. But yeah, that match was fun. Next, we get to one Chris Jericho. And Fozzie is performing before Jericho's match versus Will Ospreay. Jericho's entrance is badass as he pays homage to uh, Freddie Mercury at Wembley. And then he sings himself to the ring. He comes out with Sammy Guevara. However, the Arrow Assassin, looking fine as hell, loved his ring gear, and his entrance was more badass than Jericho's. Oh, Osprey's entrance was the best of the night. They gave that man... I would say it would, like, be, it would be a tie between him and Sting and Darby. They gave Osprey Cody Pyro. They gave him more than Cody Pyro. They gave that man like $10 million worth of Pyro. They gave him Cody and Roman Reigns Pyro together. Yes. We get a lock up Jericho with a side headlock. Drop kick by Will. Will goes flying. We get a springboard strike on Jericho for two count. Jericho with chops. Will with a boot to the face. Jericho with a flying baseball kick. Jericho with a German on Osprey on the apron. Jericho with a vertical suplex working the shoulder. Will begins to fight back, gets the two count. Jericho going for a lion salt. Will had his knees up. We get a shooting star press by Will for a two count. Jericho with the code breaker for a two count. Osprey hits the Oz cutter for a two count. Jericho looking for the walls of Jericho. Callus distracts Ref as Sammy hits Osprey with a bat. Osprey begins throwing rights, trying to get out of it. We get a, Sp- a Spanish fly by Osprey for a two count. Then a code breaker from Jericho. Osprey and Jericho begin throwing haymakers. Jericho does a low blow, hits the Judas effect. Will kicks out. We get a Stormbreaker to Jericho, who kicks out at two. Then Osprey hits the hidden blade and a second Stormbreaker and gets the win. Hell yeah! And Jericho pushes Sammy, who was trying to help Jericho get up. Your comments on the match? Uh, this was match of the night for me. And seeing Jericho put over Osprey is fucking amazing. Why are we getting Will Osprey and Chris Jericho? Chris Jericho sucks. Chris Jericho can't go no more. That's all I heard on fucking Twitter. There's a reason Chris Jericho is the fucking goat of pro wrestling. Yep. And moving on. Then we get a Nigel McGinnis segment where he announces the paid attendance. Make sure you stress that. Of 81,035. And then we get the House of Black versus the Acclaim with Billy Gunn. It's a house rules. 
and the acclaim pick their stipulation and it's a no holds barred match. So we're getting another chaos match. Yay! I love chaos. This um, House of Black fun. are in white. Yeah. The House of Black come out in white and pay homage to Bray Wyatt, which was really fucking cool. The Acclaim begin to take it to the House of Black. Matthews over the top rope take out the Acclaim. Brody King takes out Caster and Bowens. Julia gets in the ring, stops, tries to stop Billy Gunn. Then Julia takes a Scissor Me Timbers. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I think has referred to this as yin yang. He did. Um, Black and Matthews begin to attack Bowens. Brody goes after Billy Gunn. Gunn moves. Matthew Matthews and Black in the ring with Gunn. Billy with Splash for Black and Matthew. Gunn with a two count on Black. Bowens beats down Matthews. Brody with the bark. He gets ready to do his little what is it? Cannonball thing. Gets a two count after Caster breaks it up. Brody Brody King's head gets busted open. Brody misses and hits a Malachi Black with a chain wrapped around his hand. We get a famous sir by Billy Gunn who has Matthews pinned. Julia pulls out the ref. Black with a two count on Billy. Brody is pinned by Caster and we have new trios champions. Um, House of Black hands the titles to the Acclaim and Billy Gunn. Um, everybody knew this was going to happen. Everybody knew the claim was winning. Uh, I didn't think they would win, but yeah. But, uh, I thought the match was good. And I wore my Scissor Me Daddy shirt. So. Yeah, but no. I did enjoy this match. I had my um All in London shirt on for the pay-per-view. Funny story, though. I ordered pizza for the pay-per-view because, you know, I skipped church early, so I didn't get lunch with Nana and Papa. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I went to get the pizza and the little girl brings it up and I guess her boyfriend was driving the car. He gets out of the of the driver's side of the car and yells at me, hey, I like your shirt. I said, yeah, I'm getting ready to watch the pay-per-view all in. He says, let's fucking go and he yells it in the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, I need that little girl to deliver my pizza from now on. Then we move on to our main event featuring MJF versus Adam Cole. Thought it was an excellent match. Excalibur mentions Man City winning the whatever cup they won. The FIFA Cup or something. The FIA is Formula One. It's the FA Cup. Whatever it's called. That's what I was asking you for. So let's get into the match. They both are wearing their t-shirts. Great um, series of moves. We get a side headlock by Max. Cole going for a crit, uh, kick. Max grabs the ropes. 
Cole with a slap to Max's face. We get an enziguri by Cole. Cole with a handful of hair. <laughs> Cass says, if you want to play dirty, you don't want to do it with MJF. It depends on what kind of dirty you're talking about, because I might want to play dirty with some MJF. <laughs> we get Cole with a super kick. And then we hear Cole yelling at Max, I had you beat. MJF getting in the zone now after Cole takes off his shirt. MJF with a lariat, then a back elbow and a slam. MJF biting Cole. And Nigel replies, what tastes better than a best friend? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but you know what? I'd like to try that out on somebody in that company to see what they taste like. We get MJF dives through the second rope to take out Cole, which MJF does not dive very often. Cole kicks out at two. MJF from the top rope meets a super kick by Cole. We get a heat, heat seeker by Cole. MJF. Something, I forgot what a rope. Oh, something. Cole throws MJF into the stairs and then begins focusing on his shoulder and his neck. That brainbuster on the stairs by Cole looks like MJF was out. That looked ugly right there. MJF dives back into the ring at a 9.99 count. Cole looks for the Panama Sunrise. MJF rolls out. MJF pulls Cole's leg out from under him. MJF and Cole are on the announce table going for the tombstone, but MJF couldn't do it. Cole was like, fuck this shit, I'll do it. Then Cole hits a tombstone on the announce table to MJF. Then Cole grabs MJF, puts him in the ring. Max kicks out. We see Cole do a Canadian Destroyer. Max lands on his feet and does a kick to Cole. Then they both do the double clothesline to each other, and we get a double pin. Now that was a fucked up finish. Mm-hmm. Cole grabs the mic and says, no way, five more minutes. Max says, no, five minutes isn't enough. We're going until we have an effing winner. Cole takes out the ref. MJF smiles. MJF with a steel chair. He tosses it. MJF with a chair around his neck. The ref comes to and sees it. MJF rolls up for a two count. We get a heat seeker by MJF for a two count. Both on the ring apron. Max is selling the neck. Cole with a straight jacket. German on Max. Cole with a Panama sunrise on the floor. Cole trying to get him in the ring. Max kicks out again. And Cole does a Panama sunrise to the ref. Max going in his trunks. He pulls out his uh, dynamite diamond ring. And then he puts it back. Strong behind Max with a low blow. Cole with a Panama and a lower of the boom. Cole covers, but there's no ref. Ref comes to two. Ref gets a two count as Max kicks out. Strong throws the belt into Cole, says, do it. I'm your best friend. Cole with the belt. He looks at the belt, then he throws it out of the ring. Strong walks out. MJF with a cradle roll-up gets the pin, and he retains. Your thoughts on on the match before we get to what will happen after the match? Uh, I thought the match was cool. Better than any Bloodline match with the ref bump. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I sent you a text message. Are... Cinema. 
Huh? I sent you a funny text message. Those bloodline matches are cinema. More like cinema ass. I sent it to your telephone. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. So after the match, MJF goes to Cole and says it could have went either way. These people still love you. Cole is pissed. Max wins and gets their Ring of Honor tag team belts and says that you still have this. Cole throws the belt out of the ring. Then Max replies, you're not my friend and hands him the triple B and Strong is telling him to hit Max with the belt. Crowd is chanting, hug it out. And then we see the kingdom holding back Strong. And Cole and Max walk out together. And mm-hmm. then it is announced that All In will be at will return to Wembley Stadium August twenty fifth, twenty twenty four. Pretty cool. So. so this is probably going to be like their WrestleMania. Probably. Which pretty cool. But yeah, uh, the show. Your overall thoughts on All In? It's the greatest pay per view I've ever watched. It was, uh, I forgot what pay per view I had at number one. Probably WrestleMania 31. But this tops that. I'm a big fan of WrestleMania 31. But, uh, yeah. That's all in. No drama happened during it at all. Not one bit. Oh, Bobby declined your invitation. What? Well, you can take it up with him. Um. Yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. I do have a couple of notes from the media scrum. Okay. Um, we're getting a new pay-per-view October first called Wrestle Dream which will be a tribute to Antonio Inoki, and that TK has contacted New Japan to be part of the show, and that since All In will be at Wembley in 2024, he's keeping All Out the following weekend on Labor Day weekend in Chicago because evidently this was a holiday for Great Britain. It's called a bank holiday. I don't so understand. He'll be back-to-back can... pay-per-view again next year. Fine by me. But I think somebody pointed out that New Japan has a show 
on October 1st. That's it. Do, do, do. They're in the Korean Hall. But apparently the match card is already set. And for the show on October 1st. And there's one person I don't see it named Will Ospreay. But Okada is on the show. And so is Tanahashi. But Osprey's not on it, so we'll get Will. Maybe. Well, just go ahead and sign with AEW. You know you want to. You know you want to. And think about it, Will. Will I need MJF versus Will Ospreay. Think about it. You don't have to live in the States, Will. You could go back to the UK or Japan after the show. Or you can live in Canada. But, uh, yeah. yeah. But he don't like Canada, remember? Well, I mean. Who does? Well, that'd be true, too. Anyways, what other notes do you have? But uh, more AEW content, the better. So that's cool. And well, I don't have nothing else to add. So we will see you next time. Oh, Eric Bischoff offers high praise for the aerial assassin Will Ospreay. I still don't give a fuck about what Eric Bischoff has to say. Can I be Roderick Strong in the arms of one Matt Taven? Nope. But, anywho, I really have to go pee. So. I need to go get my my shower before the tropical storm hits. And so. So instead I, of dynamite, we did all in today for you. Oh. Because somebody didn't want to record the other day when I kept asking and kept asking and kept asking. You asked once. And kept asking. But anyways, adios, people. We'll be back. We need to do our Star Wars review. I gotta watch the new episode. I do too. We'll do those three sometime. And then we'll be back with... A special... Yeah, here it is. Um... Yeah, with a special... Um... Um, episode of the mid podcast addressing 
some stupid bullshit. Let's call it that. Stupid bullshit. Nope. Because if I find out what happened, happened, I'm going to be really pissed. All right. Check your Twitter real quick. I want you to see this. Live on the air. Oh, what the fuck? They need a performance center. Oh, wait. They got one. They were there. <laughs> How the fuck? Yeah, anyways, bye. <laughs> and on that note, we'll be back later. We'll try to get better with, with putting out more content. We just look at black. Well, we've been busy with school and stuff, too. Yeah. Which, goodbye, people. Dulce Dania. <laughs>